When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. All right. Wow, looks cool with the fireplace. This is a nice set. Hey. You're not, you're not going to get invited back to these anymore. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a family edition of Relationship Theory. This is the monster who's been locked up all day, so we're trying to be sweet and let her be a part of it, but I doubt she survives the entire episode. And I'm sure this is a shock for you guys that we're going live right now. Um, a shock. Well, it's Tuesday. <laughs> So we keep changing our time and day. We really yes. apologize, guys. Turn on your notifications. I always point that way. I have no idea if it is that Don't way. Pretend. But turn on your notifications so that if we have to do a different day or time, we know yeah. it's because you're traveling. Yeah, so for the record, we don't do it like um, that, so. without reason. It's because of travel. I'm off to New York. Uh, for any of you that um, are all about the comics that we're working on, it's very exciting. So super amped about that. So. Word. Yeah, so thank you for joining us, guys, and we're just going to dive right in. Did I even, for heaven's sake, second time I've got a mic and I didn't put it on. Bear with me, guys. All right. So we've actually got the winners for our, and here's the problem when we're doing it on the phone. Yeah, I love it. I comments. love being able to see the comments. Um, all right, so we're going to announce the winners up, to the... <laughs> Lindsay. That's inside. I think you need to put it on the outside. Okay. So we're going to announce the yeah. winners. Do my mic, baby. Yep. Thank you. you. Um, to the giveaway, which is a call with Tom and I. And um, the shady old lady has got put all names into her laptop. And there's like apparently this thing that you can press and then it picks somebody. So, drrr, drum roll, please. And the winner is Colton Buchanan. Buchanan. There you go. Colton Buchanan. <laughs> In the house. I love listening to my wife pronounce names. I wish I could have like had you read my name before we knew each other. Here's that would the thing. be amazing. Be, like, so my last name, my maiden name is Charalambus. And so it's so long with so many syllables that it's like, just pronounce it exactly how it's spelled. So right. now when I read someone else's name, I think pronounce it exactly how it's spelled. So Chahananen, um, that's why that <laughs> came out like that. Yeah, hilarious. Um, all right, so let's get started. Um, submit your questions, guys. We're answering live, and we're going to kick off the question. Oh, we're going to do would you rather kick off. Of course we are. All right, answer with us, guys. Would you rather find a partner who already has a growth mindset or help your fixed mindset partner develop a growth mindset? Wait, would this you... sounds too easy. Why? Yeah, that's wow, exactly. that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Would you rather find a partner who already no, wow, has a that, growth mindset? This is or so help funny. From my frame mindset. of reference, this seems like so oh, crazy as to not be yeah, a would you what, rather. What would you? Like, obviously, I'd rather find somebody with a growth mindset. Oh, wow, interesting. 
his, you want somebody who's like broken no, that you can fix? Or here's what? the thing. If I was already in a relationship and I could be a part of their growth, I think that'd be really meaningful to me. Because it's like when we look back and reflect and we're like, oh, do you remember when we used to be so stupid and you did this and I did that? Like that's actually part of our story. That is madness and from so, my perspective. Can she sit forward a tiny bit? Because I feel like I'm... Oh, there we go. What's wrong? All right, never mind. Um, I kind of like, though, being a part of that journey. Like, we've gone on such a journey for 17 years. Like, we look back and our lives are so different mm-hmm. back then. Oh, okay, well, there you go. That That is interesting. I literally thought, well, every obviously, this isn't even a would you rather. Well, that is crazy. That's interesting, but you yeah. clearly just... A hundred percent. Would I rather be with somebody that already has a growth mindset so that we can just go and build and do amazing things? Or would I rather have to go through the slog of like helping them see what is, what quite frankly is patently obvious, like ack. I would not, not in an intimate relationship. I have no interest in that. Interesting. All right. Well, first fan question. There it is. Let's, Let's do it. All right. This is from anonymous female sent to our connect inbox. If you guys have questions that you don't want to share on Facebook, by all means, um, email us at con- uh, connect at impacttheory.com. All right. Hi, Tom and Lisa. I love your show. It's amazing. I have a question for you. A few months ago, I met this great guy. We're physically attracted. We're intellectually equal. We have plenty in common and our core values are the same. Problem is he can get very anxious at times, talks to himself negatively when he screws up, in quotes, I'm such a fucking idiot, I always do this, out quotes, and I'm worried as a very independent, capable woman that if we got married, had kids, that I'd be the one holding everything together and that um, that'd lead to me burning out. He's open to improvement, listens to podcasts and has a beginner's growth mindset. But how should I approach the problem? How do I essentially get him to man up for me without saying that? Because I know that would crush any guy's ego. Feel free to school the shit out of my, me publicly if my POV is totally warped. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, I, I don't think her POV's warped at all, including the like man up part including the part about how that would be destructive. And so you can't do it, but I totally get the instinct of wanting to do it. Um, So the reality is if he has a growth mindset and he's willing to engage in that, then every time that we've come to an impasse like that, we're always like, okay, what's our goal? What do we need to move? What do we need to do to move towards our goal? And because we both have a growth mindset, it becomes really easy. Um, It becomes very simple. It still can be emotionally difficult to work through that because you have an insecurity or something that's causing you to act like that. But like once he understands just like logistically, it doesn't make sense from the perspective of a growth mindset to repeat negative things about yourself and you just have an agreement like, hey, that doesn't move you towards your goals. And by the way, just like in a moment where you guys are, you're really there, you're really connected. It's one of those unguarded moments where you can really tell somebody something and you know they're gonna hear you. Hopefully you know those kind of moments that I'm talking about. We have them actually fairly routinely, but it's not every day, not every day. Like you're in like that zone where you're just like connected and you're really feeling it. But when you are in that, you tell them like, look, I fully understand why you have insecurities. We all have insecurities. I have mine. It doesn't serve you to be negative. And I'll be really honest, it's not sexy. So it's like staying in that space, it's not good for you. It's not empowering and it's not a turn on, which is a little easier to hear than man up, right? Which, mm. which is a real message, by the way. And I don't want that to get lost. And I, it is, I would feel the same way. I might even feel the same way as him thinking, I need to man the fuck up. Like, this is crazy. 
I would even like it, like almost exactly what you said, but just rephrase it because you said, um, I don't find that sexy. But what actually I would do is, you know what I find really sexy? I like it when you take control and I like it when you have um, a problem and you like go for it and you're really strong. And even though it freaking sucks and you're swearing, like I actually find it very attractive and a turn on when you like, you're saying, well, I don't fucking give a shit. I'm going to figure it out. Now, can I just say something? Encourage the behavior you want versus the, I don't know, the negative that that is brilliant but i will say that i got the phrase it's not sexy when you're acting insecure from you saying that to me but was and that so before i was I and that to... was one of those you probably tried a thousand times to encourage the positivity all that and then finally one time you were just like it's not sexy and i heard that hmm. and that was one of those where i was like kind fuck that makes myself. so much sense it isn't sexy and then it's hmm. like what's my goal is my goal to be sexy be attractive to you all that, yes, okay, cool. And like that was such a clarifying moment of, ah, like this doesn't live in accordance with my goals because what he's thinking is, oh, I'm gonna beat myself up for this, which will make sure that I take action. I'm gonna share that with you in like this sort of needy moment of, I want the encouragement, which is good. It helps me in my, you know, my cycle of then getting back out of it and not realizing that the, the cycle of needing that is already dysfunctional. And, no, 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 Go please, ahead. no, no. So you finally like cutting through all that bullshit by saying it's not sexy. It was like, ah, yes, I can see it with clarity now. What's interesting, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. So I must have tried my way first and it didn't work because that's what instinctually I would want you to do with me. I wouldn't want you to be like, baby, this isn't sexy. I'd be like, whoa, you turn me on when you do this because I'd be like, oh, got to do that more then. So it's interesting. And I, going back to this question, I think she actually kind of, like, what is he going to respond well to, right? You clearly responded well to me just being like, and I probably just got fed up. And I was like, I don't find that sexy. It's not attractive. But that was probably me at my wit's end. But for you, because your personality hears that much more than the opposite. But my personality hears the positive over the negative. So it's actually two different tactics. And so I think that with, um, with her, it kind of needs to be a, like, what tactic is going to work for him? For him to hear? Yeah, I, I just, in full acknowledgement, positive whenever you can, but sometimes it can't just be carrot. Yeah, you gotta sure. have some stick. Yeah, and the one thing though that I'm interested in, like, so he's already on the path of self-improvement. Is it that he's going too slow for you? And so you wanna speed up that process? Is it that he's trying and he's actually not succeeding? So you, you want to be even more encouraging? Because the one thing that I will say in regards to the speed of it is that you and I have different speeds of learning and different speeds of growth. And you way faster, you listen to, and of course you've trained yourself to, but you listen to books at 3X. So it takes me literally twice or three times as long to um, listen to a book that he does. So he's growing in regards to just accumulating knowledge way faster than I am. And I used to beat myself up over. I used to feel badly about myself that I couldn't keep up with you. And then I thought, you know what? This isn't a competition. I need to work on myself and I need to make sure that what I'm doing is going to put me, give me the best chance of success. And so instead of judging myself a against you I just judged myself against myself okay before I didn't know this I tried this and now I'm learning this well done Lisa and I'm giving myself a pat on the back 
But with you, when you're so quick at learning, like I'm so impressed, and instead of like making it allow allowing it to make me feel bad about myself, I I separate the two. I'm so freaking impressed that you're growing as fast as you are, and I think it behooves the company and the family that you are growing as fast as you are. But I can't keep up, and now I don't try to. And so that's another thing. Like, is he trying, and he just can't keep up? Don't make him feel bad. Ask him how you can help and be a part of that.、Um, If it's just he needs a different path and a speed to go to, so that's my two cents on that one. There it is. Um. All right. Oh, we've got a question from. And I'm going to butcher his name. Seamland. Seamland. I was going to say Seamland. Who's literally? He's in right the house. over here. Seamland won our competition last year.、Um, our 24-hour live. We had the competition, and he's submitted a question. All right. Let's、nice. answer it. What benefits can come from conflicting beliefs and values between partners in a relationship? What benefits can come from?、Um, I think it allows you to explore. I kind of feel like I need to look at him.、Um, <laughs>、um, I think it allows you to explore things that you would never consider. So, like, we absolutely had conflicting beliefs and values when we—not necessarily values, but beliefs for sure. A religious beliefs.、Um, I was brought up Greek Orthodox,、um, and so meeting you, it was like the first time I'd met somebody that was very open and honest about the fact they don't believe in that. Um, and so I really had to kind of get in my head, like, okay, well, it doesn't mean that he's bad, right? Like all these things that growing up meant, like, oh, if he's not Greek Orthodox, then it means he's that and this and that. I had to go, that's actually not true, and that's a belief I once had. And why do I think that? Because he's the kindest man I've ever met in my life. So judging you on your belief of religion was ridiculous. So that actually changed my way of thinking.、Um, And then I just think, yeah, just opened like I was very dogmatic in the way I did things, and like th- th- things should be like this. And when you would challenge me, like, but why should it be like that? But isn't that just because your family believes it? And do you actually believe it? And what does that mean to you? Like all these questions that you would push me on just got me thinking because I didn't have an answer, and I never had an answer because I wasn't brought up to really question it. And so you pushing me and pushing my beliefs, and then explaining why you believed something allowed me to really think through it and either say, "Oh no, I actually do believe this, and this is why," and now I feel good about it, or go, "Wow, this is an assumption I've had my entire life, and I've never questioned it." And the fact that you've questioned it makes me then reconsider it and think about it, and potentially then find a new path. Yeah, that that feels a bit like always look on the bright side. Um, I think the reality is that having conflicting beliefs and conflicting values is super dangerous. And just because we navigated the danger well does not mean that it's actually advantageous. I think having different perspectives is powerful, and learning different things is powerful. And coming back together and sharing with each other—that's way powerful. And the fact that like. You're drawing, or you go out and hang out with friends that I don't know, and you know you bring back the things you guys talked about. That's awesome. And one thing that I do worry about now that we're building the same thing, that we're every day doing the same things, we're together. It's like our goals are the same. Is that you really can become like myopic, like your world shrinks and shrinks and shrinks in, and you're not bringing these new ideas to each other, which is. A missed opportunity. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's definitely a missed opportunity、mm-hmm. for us to like each bring things that the other person wouldn't otherwise encounter.、Um, so perspective, I think, is、mm. is really advantageous. But 
any, in, if, if you have different beliefs and values over a significant period of time, I think it will begin pulling you apart for sure. Because the other person in ways that like values, man, beliefs, they're so core to who you are that if you don't line up on that, that's the kind of friction that doesn't go away. Hmm. Wow, that's actually very interesting. Never really thought about them as being separate, but you're actually very right. Um, I still stand by what I say, but. Yeah, your logic makes a lot of sense. I'm just saying that you're giving it from Mm -hmm. the perspective of it all worked out, right? And so in hindsight, yes, it was very powerful. We got together early. We really shaped Mm -hmm. each other. Our beliefs and our values really were developed in a lot of ways together. And that's really powerful. But going answering the question from the perspective of is there something good about them not being the same and i would say no the good came from we shaped each other and found equilibrium where we at at a core level shared all those important beliefs and values um so but when people like stay in a zone anyway i'm gonna repeat myself so yep there it is okay all right next question this is from alida rosa cardo hi thanks for all the great videos i still have not found my soulmate Two exes and two amazing kids still searching. What are ideal ways to sync up mindsets? Um, oh, God. The reality is, so there are no soulmates. So let's start with that. And you get together and you get in a relationship that makes you feel better about yourself than when you're alone. So it's worth investing in and you shape each other and you grow together and you share a life and you open up and it becomes this wonderful, amazing thing. But to think that Lisa could never have found happiness if I died in a car accident when I was 16, I think is absurd. So it's the truth is that there are personality types there are moments in your life and hopefully you find somebody in one of those moments that then really becomes an incredible relationship but like lisa has a standing order if something happens to me if i die the idea is not to pine for me forever you know give me a nice respectful period but then it's like go live your life go find somebody and and Look, from the perspective that you're at right now, that seems like utter madness, but there's nothing more mad to me than pretend for a minute that you really do end up living forever. Like the absurdity of letting uh, even a hundred year relationship dictate the next thousand years is, is just crazy town. So it becomes then just a question of time scale. It's like you're saying it's okay because, well, I'm going to die too someday. I don't, it just doesn't make sense. Maximizing your fulfillment and happiness in life should be the name of the game at all times. So... That's a long way of saying, I don't think there's such a thing as soulmates. Don't worry about that. I think that there's people that you love being around, you're deeply passionate, that make your life better, more joyful, make you feel better about yourself, and thusly are worth all the sacrifices that go into a relationship. Then it becomes about, are you good at relationships? Are you good at continuing to stoke those fires so that as you um, come together, that you're able to grow in the same direction, that you're able to keep that spark alive and that fire. And like, I will tell you being an entrepreneur, it's done exactly one thing to me that scares me. And so this is something that I've talked about with Lisa to make sure that it doesn't end up being destructive. Becoming an entrepreneur hardened me. And I was, I was really, um, like a super emotional in a good and bad way when we first got together. And so there was like, I was just capable of such like raw emotion and connection and love and like understanding and patience and all of that. A hundred percent. And now like I I I've just gotten hardened. Like there's mm-hmm. just 
a no bullshit, I don't have time for that, efficiency, let's get this fucking done, I'm impervious to the slings and arrows, I know how to deal with people that want to see me fail, people that attack me, that try to tear me down, being sued, having people that were your, um, your friends and like your closest allies become your most bitter enemies, like I've just been through all that shit. And so on the other side of that is a version of me that isn't as open and raw and light and um, playful. Like that's the truth. And that's the one thing that I've thought that is a mistake. Shouldn't let that happen. Need to find my way back to the openness, the playfulness and all that. And it started with like full disclosing it, right? And talking to you and okay, what's that path? And that's being good at relationships. That's like saying, okay, there are elements of my growth that I like. There are elements of my growth that when I reflect on aren't necessarily great for a relationship. How do we address this? How do we get back? But like if people can't self-reflect and go like this, don't like this about myself, right? And then open yourself up to your partner. Um, they're, they're never going to survive. I can keep going with examples. I will stop because I'm the one always complaining. The answers are too long. And here but I am. But if you guilty. had, let's say, then two main two questions on your first date mm -hmm. to see if they had the growth mindset to then go to the second date, what would those two questions be? It's interesting. I don't know that I would think about it on a, a first or second date, but if I really? just because it, if you, if yeah, like well, that to me is a lot what of you're looking for. If you're just looking for one night stand, then sure. Well, then I really wouldn't worry about it. That's what but I mean. ironically, and I did not see this coming in my life. I only find sex interesting with somebody that I actually connect with. Even if I think it's going to be a one-night stand, I still, it needs to be something where I'm connected. So okay, anyway, so that, that just wouldn't enter my mind. But the reason that I don't, um, I wouldn't necessarily think about like trying to rule them out, I think in the beginning, a lot of it's just chemistry. Like, are you having fun having a conversation? So I'm not going in like a private investigator. Right. Um, I just, hey, like, I'm going to ask you questions out of curiosity. I'm not going to be like, here are my six questions that reveal a mindset. Yeah. Um, I might do that down the road if I'm not getting a vibe, but I feel like they, you want to talk about things that are pretty easy to ascertain, like ask people normal questions that you would care about. Like, hey, what are your goals? What's your career? What's your family like? As they describe it, it's like you're going to get a sense. Yeah. True. Um, all right, we've got some fan shout outs. Um, for our viewers from Texas, Missouri, Alabama, Florida, Kansas City, Colorado, Maryland, and Arizona. Did I wow. pronounce Maryland? You right? did. Yeah, I was totally with so you. Maryland. Um, thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it. Um, all right, and then submit your questions because we're answering live. All right, next question from Daniel Breeze. What's up, Daniel? Oh boy. Um, Tom, why are you saying Lisa should find someone else if you were to die when you always say that there's no more obligation to be in a relationship? Huh. Do you think that relationships do make life more fulfilling? Before you, fin before you answer that, I'm guessing, and this is how, see if I know him well, he's basically saying it's other, so otherwise if he died, I wouldn't feel bad about pursuing it. So I don't think he's saying you should be in a relationship. I think he's saying do what is best for you. Like, don't let me hold you back and me dying um, hold you back for the rest of your life because I'm the sort of person where I literally would sit there going, do I feel guilty? Oh my God, I'm attracted to this guy. Because at the end of the day, we've spoken about that. Like, we're both human beings. So if I died, he'd still be attracted to other females, even though, um, you know, my ashes will, I'll make sure I was by his bed every night. <laughs> That's romantic. <laughs> 
anyway, I won't go down that thing. But um, anyway, that's my guess. Basically, he's saying it so that I wouldn't feel bad about seeking another relationship and because I think you know me and that I do love being in a relationship and I love feeling connected to somebody. Ding, ding, ding. No, 100%. On both counts. The answer is no one has a moral obligation to be in a relationship, but relationships, when they're right, are fucking awesome. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in one. So when I say that people don't have a moral obligation to be in a relationship, I'm not saying relationships are bad or even neutral. I'm just saying that they are so often mismanaged that they're a nightmare. Mm. And I don't know why people stay in them because you don't have a moral obligation to be in a relationship. But when you find one that lights you on fire, it is awesome and it is superior to being alone. Mm. So is my experience, right? So, but if you and I broke up, I don't, I honestly don't know if I would get in a relationship. Sorry, if you died. Very different. It's true. I would, I don't know that I would get back in a relationship. And if I did, it would be happenstance. It would be somebody that I met. I wouldn't go out of my way to meet somebody. Um, but I wouldn't not, right? Like, so if somebody was like, oh, I know this woman, I think you'd really like her, you should come out with this. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm not like, no, I want to be alone. It's not like that. I think I'd want you to find somebody to take good care of you. Yeah, I mean, look, to me, that's love. If you didn't want me to find somebody else, that, that like, that would be a chink in my vision like, of you I only as want you really happy loving me. if you're with me. Yeah, like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, to want somebody to be in mourning for the rest of their life it's like that's that's not how you honor me right 15 years (laughs) no i'm just joking so you know yeah to me it's about you want to honor that person and you want to honor what they meant to you and all of that and so like i have a tattoo with your name and my um commitment to you and i wouldn't get that removed that would actually hurt me if you did you'd be dead you wouldn't know but But, i mean just to like let's hashtag keep it real but Yes, if I said right now that I would do it, it would hurt your living soul. That would be I'm going to send a private email to everyone in the team. <laughs> um, but it's funny how that, made, that would make a difference to me. Yeah. Like I would definitely, and this is kind of, guys, I don't know if you're enjoying this conversation, but this is exactly how we talk. Um, because I truly do want to know, like if he died before me, like what he would want me to do and have, I wouldn't want to feel guilty. And so we kind of had those discussions. Um, yeah, I would definitely want you to find someone that could take care of you and nurture you um, and be supportive. But I would really like, it would bother me if you got their name tattooed on you. Although, oh, that's tough. <laughs> because let me say, like if I met a guy and it was the other way around and he had his wife's ex, his wife's tattoo, but we were super in love and we got married, I would want him to tattoo me as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that A, that's a you thing Ooh. for sure. Hmm. You're like way big into that. Yeah. In fact, if it's going to make your relationship happy, you should get her name that's tattooed. That's very sweet, baby. Thank I mean, you. it's true, right? No, no, for sure. Um, all right, guys. Oh, we got a would you rather segment. All right, guys. Let's do it. Um, put in the comments below, answer as we do. All right, would you rather? And actually, a couple wrote in saying that they pause it. So when I read it, they pause it, they answer, and then they play it. So that, I thought that was I love so that. cool. Yeah, really so cool. yeah, love you guys joining in. All right, would you rather fall in love with someone who doesn't love you back or never fall in love at all? Never fall in love at all, because I wouldn't really know then what I was missing. I think if it was fell in love with somebody, was in a relationship, and then he fell out of love, I think I would choose that one. But if it was, I just love you and you just flat out don't love me back I, I wouldn't want that hmm. I'll take whatever's more painful 
So my gut instinct is that loving somebody who doesn't love you back. Pain plus reflection equals progress. Like never having dealt with that, like you're not capable of dealing with it. But once you deal with it, you have another arrow in your quiver. If you have a really a growth mindset, then you know, like whatever the truth is of why that person's not into me, it is something that I can reflect on and either say that's something I value in my um, personality or, you know what, it's actually not something I value in my personality and I'm very sad that I missed this opportunity because of that and I want to address it. So I believe and humans you really, are, really think that that's what you'd rather. Yeah. Also, just the the artist in me, that aching. There's something special Ooh, about I it creatively. Like I'll definitely grow from anything bad happening to me because it's kind of like, well, shit's falling apart. I better see the positive in it. So I'll always, tr- you know, turn a negative into a positive. But I don't wish for the negative. I don't wish for it either. But apparently, if, you do. If given the choice between two things, one makes me more powerful and one is just blasé, yeah, I'll take the more powerful even if it means pain. Yeah. I'm not seeking the pain out, but in a would you rather scenario. No, I wouldn't. I just to be that. abundantly yeah, I got that. <laughs> All right, next, would you rather? Would you rather have anxiety yourself or have a partner with anxiety? That's so easy for me to I'd answer. rather have anxiety. Yeah, me myself. too. Myself. 100%. It's like being sick, and I know that I've said this before, but same with my stomach issues it's, and my digestion. It's like, it's been so, such hell, um, but I would rather be the one in pain than you because I can, to be honest, I can pretend when it doesn't hurt, like if I see you happy. Like, I really wish I had it because I would solve the fucking problem. Like I would have been fed, you suffered with it silently for a decade, which is utter madness. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would not have put up with that. I would have solved the problem a long time ago. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess that from that perspective. But um, but yeah. the real magic would be that moment where you say, I would take this pain from you. And then a genie shows up and goes, for real? And you, like, then it's like, rubber meets the road. You really ready for this? Yeah. That would be rad to be able to actually take the pain and deal with it. Yeah. That would be cool. Hmm. Because, yeah, so with anxiety, I think it's, again, just, like, I can take ownership of it. So that means if I'm going through it, I know for myself, like, okay, this isn't good for myself. This isn't good for my relationship. This isn't good for my business. So what do I actually have to do to change it? And that's in my control. Whereas if it's you, obviously, let's say it's not you specifically, but if it was my partner... um how are they going to deal with it? Do they actually want to overcome it? Are they actually working towards it? And if they're not, and there's then that, you know, um, affects affects our relationship, but they don't want to address it, like that would be really tough because you can't yeah. force someone else to do it. So there you go. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need 
And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um, okay, would you rather be interrupted by your partner in every conversation you have or only have fluffy conversations with no reason to interrupt? Well, apparently you interrupt me a lot. <laughs> um, I haven't even told him. Someone wrote in saying that you interrupted me 15 times on our last Facebook. Yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm not too surprised by that. I didn't even notice. And that's the thing, like they'd have to understand the dynamic of the relationship. But where off camera, you would interrupt me as much as I interrupt you, as in any conversation. And if you needed to finish, you'd say, let me finish, and then I would let you finish. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not bashful. If I think I have a piece of information that will change the way that you're thinking, I'm going to say it. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to interrupt you because I want you to be silent or anything. But um, would I rather be interrupted by my partner in every conversation? Yeah, I guess a conversation is so back and forth and I would never want to exist in a world where it's just fluffy conversations. Yeah, completely agree. I'm the same. All right, so back to fan questions. All right, next question is from Sergio, Sergio Roa Aparicio. I'm sure I butchered that. Aparicio. She wants um, an authentic surgery. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. Wow, sorry. She wants an aesthetic surgery and I think um and I think is not the right mindset. And I think is not the right mindset. Basically she shouldn't do it. Oh. I but who she wants. So I'm guessing his girlfriend. Okay, so right, yeah. So his girlfriend his partner wants, she wants plastic surgery. Plastic surgery, thank you. Um and he doesn't think it's the right mindset. I love her the way she is and I think she can achieve same results with a bit of hard work, good habits. Should I convince her not to? How so? So if it's hard work, I'm guessing it's fat loss or some sort of thing like that. Cause so let me backtrack of if it was me. Okay, so I used to be very paranoid about my nose. Very paranoid. I remember when I was a kid. I used to get picked on all the time, Concord, big nose, I got all of that. And I remember thinking to myself, when I'm old enough, I'm going to get a plastic surgery. I'm gonna have work on my nose. And as I got older, I kind of met you in such an early age, 
you immediately were like, but I love your nose. Like your nose is what makes you you. And you really allowed me to see that it's part of who I am. And so I decided not to. But if I was believed in it enough and my heart was sold on it, like I would want you to support me. And I wouldn't want to feel guilty about it. Like, because I, I don't have any problems with plastic surgery. I think if it makes you happy, then it should. Um, but I don't think, I think it's more about weight than something like that. So what's your take on it? Um, yeah, it, it's a danger zone. So let's start with that. This is super risky and there's going to be so much emotion and insecurity tied up in this and convincing somebody that they should diet and exercise and lose the weight if they don't have a growth mindset is going to be really, really difficult because you're going to run up against things like it's not fair, so-and-so, and maybe in the horror scenario, like her sister is just perpetually thin and can eat whatever she wants, um, and she can't. And that really is unfair, and it really is frustrating, and I get why it pisses people off, but it's a reality. And so when you're fighting somebody that doesn't just think, okay, well, it's harder for me, but it still is what I want, Surgery is risky, and so doing surgery should be the last result. It should be something that you can't work away, in my opinion. Um, like, I would never, like, if you said I wanted to go do an elective surgery that is just surgery is risky in general, and it was for something that you could work out, like, yeah, I would say don't do that. But would you just say don't do that, or would you, I think you would help me with my self-esteem, right? Because I think that that would be part of it. I'm doing it because I, I have low self-esteem or I think negatively of this. And I think that you would try to switch my mindset and the way that I saw myself about this situation. Like, don't you think? You wouldn't just be like, try and persuade me not to. I think you'd I, work on the ego. Yes, the but the the reality is I would try to persuade you by making sure that you know how I feel about you. Right. And so a big thing, part of the reason that I think you're comfortable with your nose is that I made sure you knew how comfortable I was with your nose and your body in general. And that uh, whether the times that you've been heavier and the times that you've lost muscle, it's like I never stopped finding you attractive and I never stopped telling you how much I like your body and all of that. And quite frankly, I've never stopped telling you that don't take too much pride in your body because one day it goes away no matter what. So to have everything tied up in that is just a, a super dangerous game. So mm -hmm. yes, this is a long-term play. It's something that you've gotta be doing all the time. You don't wanna bring it up only when they express insecurity. They're mm -hmm. partly expressing insecurity because you're not giving them what they need about their body. And if somebody is, one, just like understand, everybody wants to feel like they're attractive to their partner. So if you're not expressing that, now let's get into the really dicey fucking territory. What happens if your partner is just letting themselves go and you're actually not happy with where their physique is at? That, that gets into super dangerous games because if you pretend that like you're okay and that it's getting out of hand, it's going somewhere that you don't find attractive or whatever, that to be paralyzed and not be able to speak up is, is rough. And to just have to say like, oh, I'm just worried about your health, which of course is a smart place to start. But like at some point, whatever you're saying has to be 100% authentic. You can't bullshit people. And so it's like that, and that is a very difficult situation. I don't wanna pretend that it's not. So I would be trying to figure out like what's happening. 
So if you started gaining weight really rapidly, first of all, I'm not worried about your body. First of all, I'm just thinking, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Something's upsetting you. Something isn't sitting right. You're using food. Like, I want to identify that. Like, if, if aesthetically you've decided that you want to put on weight, rad. I'll get behind you 100%. I'll, I'll find a way in to enjoy it for what it is. But if it's not that and it's an echo of something else, mm -hmm. I want to deal with that something else. And while I don't know how to explain that nuance, it's like, I want you to win at all times. And I don't need you to be in a certain shape for me to love you. You know that. But you, you know that experientially because we've had a long life together. I don't need you to be in like elite shape for me to be attracted to you. You know that because we've had a long life together and your, you know, your body type has changed dramatically. So because you know all of that, it's like I've made the deposits that are needed before I can make a withdrawal of just being honest and saying, I think something else is at play here. I think something's going wrong. It doesn't impact how I feel about you, how much I love you or anything, but I, I do want to address it. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. I want to like peek inside what's driving this. And so getting your relationship to the point where you can have that kind of unguarded conversation because the person knows and believes to the core of their being that you want them to win. Mm -hmm. You want good things for them. You want them to see, you want to see them happy. You love them. You feel connected to them. You're attracted to them, all of it. But getting the relationship to that point is the hard work. And all of that is leading up to that moment. If you wait till you already have a crisis mm -hmm. where it's something like this, then you're just left with a lot of words and it's, it's dangerous. One thing also though that I would, because that's great and you're absolutely right, like you've always said that since we got together. Um, but a big thing that I think is like not being alone in something. So for instance, um, you know, like with this, it's like, okay, well, I'm in it with you. And how do we handle this together? Because that's what you did with my gut. I mean, literally from the moment I couldn't eat multiple things, like you then didn't have sugar around me. And it wasn't because I necessarily found it hard um, from a like, I, oh, I really want to eat this. But emotionally, when the entire family is going in on like goodies and food and it's Christmas and you're like, nope, babe, I'm with you. Like we're doing this together. And that type of attitude when you're in a partnership is very, very strong for me. Like I felt supported and I didn't ask you to, I didn't even expect it. If you started and you know, I was kept saying like, go in, like, don't mind me, but you never did. And for me, it was, I don't know. There's that like internal, like, wow, I'm not alone. And so like, if you're trying to help your other half lose weight or she wants to get surgery and you don't think she should and you can do it the natural way, like do it as a team, get together, make it exciting, make it this like, um, make it a date night. Like that's what I would do, right? Like what are ways that we can bring this as a social thing that me and you can do together that makes me feel good about myself, that makes me feel like we're doing it as a team. And now the exercise or the good habits that you're talking about don't become like a chore. Like, oh God, he's watching me so I can't eat this. Or like, oh God, I've got to work out this morning. It's like, oh my God, me and you are going to go on, like, on a bike ride together. It's going to be one of those tandem bikes. You know, things like that. So partnership, I think. All right. Um, all right, next question is from Carmen Bridget. You know, you're just joking. Carmen Bridget Kesey Simpson. I'm in a business, MLM? Multi-level marketing. Thank you very much. With my husband, I have a growth mindset and he, his is fixed. We're struggling, especially with taking the business to the next level. Do I just run with it or wait for him to get up to speed? Neither. 
Well, it depends on what their goals are. So if she's honest with herself and the business success is more important than the success of the relationship, there you go. If, on the other hand, the relationship is more, more important to her than the business success, then also there you go. So a lot of it comes down to what exactly it is they're trying to get. Mm. Agreeing on terms is a big thing. Like I, A lot of times people say this, I have a growth mindset and they have a fixed. Like, would they agree with that? Their partner. Right. Like, would their partner say, wait a second, what are you talking about? I have the growth mindset. You have the fixed. Mm. Or would they be like, what's a growth mindset? So, like, making sure that everybody, like, agrees on terms and then doing the hard and, and risky work of, be, like, making a pact with each other. Okay. I, I feel like you have a fixed mindset. You feel like I have a fixed mindset. Now we need data. But that moment right there, like which I know would work with you, if, if we said that, you felt that I did and I felt that you did, then we would say, cool, we know that we can't just trust a feeling, so we need to go get data. So you point out when I'm being fixed mindset, and I'll point out when you're being fixed mindset, and then we'll see what's really going on. But there were so many things that we already had to agree on there, which is that a fixed mindset is undesirable, a growth mindset is desirable, that feelings are not just to be trusted, that data is, right? Like, But those aren't empirical. It's not like everybody would agree with that. So if you can come to agreements like that, then at least you can work through the problem. Mm. But you've got to be able to come to agreements like that. Yeah. Um, also, what we did is we got together and said, what is our goal? Like, what is that thing that we're trying to get to? Okay, we're trying to succeed. So let's take Quest as a perfect example. So you were president of Quest Nutrition. And so my position initially was in shipping, but then in the media department. And our goal collectively was to make Quest successful. And the goal as the alpha of the family was to provide for the family. And so we'd already set this up initially. This is, um, these are the roles we're going to play and this is the, pos the level of position. So when I moved over to the me department from the shipping, I had doubts in myself on whether I could actually do it. Like I'd never run a media department. I'd never built a studio before. So here I was, you're like, okay, go build the studio. And I'm like, shit, can I actually do this? Internally, I'm thinking this. And then one day I turned around to you and I said, well, I never want to feel like I'm getting the job because I'm your wife or because I'm co-founder. Like I want to do this job because I'm actually right for the job. And so we had a conversation and I sat down and said, babe, look, if for whatever reason I'm not fulfilling my position, if I'm not stepping up the, to the plate, if I'm not actually doing what I should do in this role, then I need you to tell me, take me out of the position or, or like fire me. Like you need to do one of those. Like, I give you permission to tell me that I'm fired. I give you permission to tell me that I'm, what's the word? Degraded? Down, uh, demoted? Demoted, thank you. I give you permission to demote me. Like, say I never degraded. Yeah, sorry. I want to be clear on that. I, um, and so I, I remember telling you this, and you turned around to me and you said, babe, don't worry. Like, I agree. Because no one's going to get in the way of me providing for my family, including you. So our goal was to provide for the family or the goal was to make sure that the company's doing well enough that he can provide for me and provide for the family. So if I'm getting in the way, it's actually a, um, 
it's it's taken us off the path of what our final goal is. So if they have that discussion, like what is the goal that they're trying to get to? What's the goal of the business? What's the goal of them collectively? And then use that, like going back to what you were saying about data, right? Go back to like, okay, well, is his actions actually moving you guys towards the goal that you guys have set together? If it's not, then you can point it out saying, hey, you're slacking or hey, you're not doing your part or you're not you know providing you're not growing enough for us to get to this goal that we've both agreed upon word so oh got very passionate there um all right next question this is from pod guru is there a fine line between your partner's mindset destroying your mindset and your mindset destroying theirs sharing visions and ambitions is important but that can also be a downfall of a relationship because one partner may not deem the other as ambitious despite loving them uh so is i'm not fi- i'll read again is there a fine yeah. line between your partner's mindset destroying yours and your Mindset destroying theirs. Yeah, so I, I already don't understand that. So e, they don't have to destroy one another. So your mindset didn't destroy mine. Mine didn't destroy yours. We definitely shaped each other, and we grew in a direction based on like things that we were helping each other discover about ourselves, about the world, how it worked, things that you were reading, I was reading, like coming back together, discussing. Um, so, but I never thought about it as the destruction of one and the creation mm. of another. Um, so that already seems like a false dichotomy. And then what Sharing was Sharing the... visions, visions and ambitions is important, but that mm-hmm. can also be a downfall of a relationship because one partner may not deem the other as, am, the other as ambitious. Well, so also, I don't think that ambition is an inherently valuable quality. So if somebody is ambitious and the other person likes to be with ambitious people, well then, great, it works. But in the beginning of our relationship, you weren't ambitious. So, fine. Like, that wasn't problematic, right? That was, that was sort of an echo of how you were raised. It was like your dad, with love in his heart, was always like, oh, go study whatever you want. You're just going to end up being a wife anyway. And so that was like, in your mind, is like, that's how I find fulfillment in my life. I get married. I support my husband. I have children. And as that began to change and you realize like, wait a second, I can develop whatever talent I want Mm. and I can grow in any direction that I want and I can express myself in a business context or not. Like it's all totally up to me. But now that I realize that any path is mine for the taking, what path do I really want to be on? And you really enjoy partnership in that doing something with me. And I remember you saying like, once it's because it, I was going to be an entrepreneur long enough to make money to then go do what we actually wanted to do. And it was like, well, when you do that, I really want to join. I was going to say, because I find when you say to me, like, you weren't ambitious, like, every time I know, you I say it, see, like, this every little time glint. I'm just like, what do you mean I wasn't ambitious? Are you joking? Like, I always wanted to be female director and we had to plan and you were going to go out and work and I was going to support you so that we could earn enough money so that we could then make movies. Like, that's the story I tell in my head. So every time you say it, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. But I'm not ambitious enough that if I was by myself, I probably would push like I do. A and B, like if you remember back at that period, I had to like, put, hey, do art, do something, yeah. like yeah, stay active. Like yeah. you, you back then, I don't think this is true now, but back then you slid into neutral pretty fast. Yeah, it's true. So, and I mean, whatever, right? Like I was a total bonehead back then and I would lay in bed for hours and hours and hours. I just got to that first rung mm. of the, the ladder before you did. But um, that, like, again, like, ambition, you don't need to be ambitious. So I don't think I'm better because I'm ambitious. Mm. It just is a truth of my personality. Mm. 
So yeah, if you're ambitious and the person you're with likes ambition and says they want to be ambitious and you want to be with someone who's ambitious and they're not acting ambitious, then okay, I get that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But passing judgment on it just because you're ambitious doesn't mean the other person should be unless that's specifically what you're looking for in a relationship right. and they told you that they were and now they're not acting in accordance with that. Yeah. Good call. Um, all right, next question. I was going to add more to it, but we'll go move on to the next question. Um, all right, so Christy Ratliff, I have been going to therapy for anxiety and am making huge strides. Well done. That's really mm. commendable. Part of the process is filling my life with things that bring joy. When I talk to my husband about changing jobs, walking away from the corporate world to something that I would actually enjoy, working at a doggy daycare, he seemed unsupportive and told me he was worried about the pay cut. I understand that we have to make money to live, but how can I help him see the importance of my joy over the weekly income? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're at core yeah. values now. So you've got collision of values. For him, financial security is more important than um, joy, like quite frankly. And Maslow's hierarchy of needs agrees with him. Like everybody takes care of safety and shelter and food and all that stuff first. So for whatever reason, he may have a trigger where it's like he grew up and money was scarce, it came, it went, and he's got real deep fears about not having enough money. So addressing those and just asking the very simple question, how much money is enough? How much are you willing to suffer for what amount of money? Like is there, where in his you know, world does enjoyment fall? And rather, because I can feel this conversation, rather than each of them coming in and judging the other, it's like, what is your value system? So hers clearly is happiness is the most important value. And to her, it's like self-evident. And so for him to come and be like tense and nervous about the money, she, she doesn't even get that. And it's like absurd to think that someone would be unhappy for money. Like it doesn't even make sense to her. And likewise for him, like to, to go work in doggy daycare so that you can be around puppies while now we have to either downgrade our lifestyle, embarrass ourselves in front of our friends who, you know, expect us to be at a certain level and now put us in financial insecurity and maybe they're planning to have kids or whatever, right? Like to him, it's absurd. So you have two people that are like suspicious of like the way the other person thinks. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And it's like, there's so many things in life where the, once the value system gets misaligned, the other person legitimately seems crazy. And so mm. literally just slowing down and talking about everything and saying, let's write this down. Like I'm not coming to you with judgment. I really want to know so that I can better understand you, so you can better understand me. Um, read Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards. What's your love language? What's your language of appreciation? What are your core values? Like finding all of those things and being, you, you will sometimes be shocked that other human beings can be so different than you because all of us feel like the way that we think is the way to think. Like it, none of it seems like a choice or something that was based on how we grew up. It just seems real and true and honest. And it's like the thought that other people come from a radically different place than you doesn't occur to most people. And sometimes, like, if you've never experienced anxiety, does he actually get how deeply it's affecting you? Right? Because it's like, start writing, like, all right, babe, like, these are the things that maybe you didn't know, but that I'm actually dealing with. Um, and start listing all the things that you've experienced while having anxiety. Um, because I think that that will... 
I hope that would actually make a difference. If I said to you, like, look, maybe you're not aware, because you always think the other person gets it. The truth is they don't. They're not in your head. So if I sat you down and said, look, this is what's actually happening to me. Every time I walk in a room, I feel like this. Um, it makes me feel like this. It makes me do this, right? Like, lay all that out so that he can really get what is inside your head and why the anxiety is affecting you so much. That's number one. Number two, I'd also say, like, what is the backstory? So did 10 years ago you convince him to buy the beautiful house that you're living in? Like, oh my God, but this is my dream. So he's like, okay, we'll take on this financial responsibility. And over time, things have changed in your life. So now he feels like he's got the burden of the finance that actually maybe you pushed for. And now he feels like you're backtracking, which of course you're not backtracking, you're just growing and learning. Or maybe and she is, yeah, and she feels differently and want, is happy to right. downgrade the house. Or... But is part of that now he's begrudging because he's like, well, I wasn't even into it in the first place and now I have, like, now you're backing out and I, now I'm doing a job I freaking hate, right? Because that's another thing. Like, is he enjoying his life? I think that's, I see that a lot in people where it's like they might be miserable but they don't necessarily address it. They see someone else addressing the, oh, and I've got low battery. Um, and I see other people, um, so you're addressing your problems, now you're fixing it, but now I'm super unhappy in my job, but you get to go and do what you want, but I don't, and now I'm stuck in this position. So have that honest conversation, like really be brutally honest, lay everything on the line, why it's meaningful to you, and you know, and your partner has to do the same, and you have to be very receptive. You can't be defensive, right? Because if you go into that conversation saying like, but I have anxiety, and so this is what's gonna help me, and I can't believe that you're not on board, that isn't going to help the conversation, right? Because now you're coming to it being with your walls up. You have to be super receptive, bring your walls down, talk, say, okay, well, how are you actually feeling? Baby, what is your main concerns about me taking this job? Is it purely financial? Okay, if it is financial, what is the thing that you're fearing? And like break everything down so that he can feel like you're not just making the decision and he has to come along with it. That's one thing that we always make sure that we at least try to do is that it's not like I'm deciding this and now you have to. And it's kind of like that card, but like if he pushes back saying, well, well now you've said you've got anxiety. If I don't support you now, I just look like an asshole and a terrible husband, right? You have to bring him on board and be for the transition that you want to make. Word. So, all right, last question. This is from Scott Barker. Ah, oh, nice, easy <laughs> name. <laughs> Straightforward. How do you feel about a person who is single having a list of qualities you are looking for in a partner? I think it's fine. Uh, I don't have a beef with that. Mm -hmm. I, I think that people can get themselves in trouble, mm -hmm. but I will say that I had a list of things that I was looking for, and when I say you hit them to a T, it's like hilarious, hilarious. And I laid them out my freshman year in college, I was 19, and I broke do, 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 this, and to the point where I said, and she'll either sing or draw, and you draw. Yeah. Like about it. Because those are just the things that I'm drawn to. Mm. So yeah, I don't think having a list is a bad thing. I think that being overly rigid and missing an amazing person that makes you feel something rad in the moment, even though they don't tick your boxes, if they make you feel the way you want to feel, like the list is meaningless. The list is, it's, there's a great uh, Buddhist saying, I think, and it's don't confuse the finger for the moon that it's pointing at. So if you're trying to show somebody the moon and you say, there it is, and they're looking at your finger, it's to miss the real, the actual thing that you mm. care about. 
So if their list is the finger, but the moon is the feeling that you think those things will give you, and you overly obsess on the finger, you've got a problem. Yeah, we actually, in our list of questions that we had, um, relationship revelations, one of them is what are the, th I think, what are three traits that you thought you wanted in a person that I don't have? Um, because I think that's so interesting because we, we, we make a list because we think, okay, this is what we want based on who we are today. Um, and so for me, my list, as you were talking, I was like going through my list of the things that I used to say and half of it is exactly you to the T and the other half is completely not you in any way, shape or form. Um, tall, American, handsome, dark hair. Those were the things those that I really wanted. Those were half things Art. that I didn't live up to. <laughs> And, uh oh, Artists. I'm American and six Artists. foot, so we're in trouble. Um, and then things that I didn't want, um, like messy, didn't care about their hair, like in, in fact, some of the throwback Thursdays or flashback Fridays that I've done, like it's a true example of your hair that's just like no gel. She used um, to beg me to do my hair. Beg him to do his hair. So inefficient. Um, <laughs> but um, so there was a whole bunch of things that you were the complete opposite on, but. I don't think that's a bad thing. It was like, it opened my eyes to like, wow, that's so superficial. The that's really interesting though. I, none of the things that you wanted that, that you just listed are good things. Like messy. I'm messy. That's not helpful. Yeah, so but you a, dealt with it, but I wouldn't say that it's good. So here's the thing. Like, uh, would I take you messy or not messy? I'd of course rather you not messy. But here's the thing. You even just said like, that's not, what was it? That's not productive. Efficient. Efficient. That's your personality. And because you think of things that way, that's why I think you're such an amazing entrepreneur. So even though I hate the knock-on effect that it gives, I'm so attracted to your drive, your ambition, the fact that you want to build businesses, that I don't think you would have that mentality if you cared about your hair being neat, being tidy. Um, and in fact, I actually just wrote a post about this, that if you're attracted to someone who's ambitious, you have to accept the things that come along with it. So with flowers on Valentine's Day, with expectations of things like that, I don't have the expectations. And I've come to terms with it because what, I most, what I'm most attracted to is your ambition, is your drive. The sad news is most of the time what comes along with that is that you don't think about the other things that like that I used to think were important like right you know my birthday and things like that like I'll just remind you I'll set alarms in your phone book a restaurant babe I want to go here was once upon a time I would have waited for you to do it and I realized that set myself up for disaster because that's not your personality it's not your personality because you're so focused on your ambition on your drive on what you're building so makes sense I'll take you messy nice all right well, that's all we have time for, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. Always very appreciated. And thank you just in general for joining us. It is absolutely amazing. We love doing this. It gives us a real chance to ask each other a lot of questions, which is a lot of fun. So we are eternally grateful. Yeah, and we yeah. do appreciate everyone that writes into the Connect Inbox, that puts comments in the, um, in the feed. We do really appreciate all of your guys' engagement. Indeed we do. Why don't you do the sign-off? Oh, no. What do you say? And until next time. <laughs> you have to say, if you haven't already. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. Be legendary. Be legendary. There it is. <laughs> 
everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.